Yivarechecho Hashem Yishmerecho What do you hear, friends? In that rendition of Birchus Kohanim. Okay, we're going to get back to that. The first thing we learned about Dan Elikavs is strategies when we do someone doing something correct, i.e. not according to Ratzon Hashem as we understand it in a clear way, but anyway, we can do Dan Elikavs And really, we mentioned five items, five machshavas, five things one can think about, one we spent more time on in the last week before with the other four. The first one, you could break it down to being the story of the bubble it's the Nazis, right? It's something, it's the gook. If saying it's the Nazis too moving to you, it's the gook. This yid, if you'd strip away everything, he would be learning this this one, not as Nisham upstairs, him. This chetza, this body right here, if he was stripped down away and purified and cleansed and put into the spiritual washing machine, this very persona, the one in front of you, would be a guttle. A second machshav we had was that he's a tinok shenishba for this thing. This is the tinok shenishba, the grand grand tinok shenishba. There's a tinok shenishba about this thing. No one ever taught him how to speak. No one ever taught him how to. No one taught him manners. No one taught her how to dress. No one taught him not to be chutzpah The third one is very important. You don't know all the circumstances. You see someone doing the wrong thing, but you just don't understand all of the circumstances. Four. This machshava comes up to us. Why can't he change? And you know it's such an obvious thing. Why can't she change? I've asked so many times. They've heard so many shmuzim. There's been so many indications. And the proper response to that is, well, you have to think about why can't I change? The things that we see in ourselves that we can't change make so much sense to us, but to someone else it also doesn't make sense. And finally, it's not his fault, right? It's how Hashem made him. Right, or at least it's severe to say, which we'll see in a second, it's how she made him. So we're gonna spend a little bit of time on that. This I want to move in the VOD back to that Yivarechacha thing, but first I just want to be marshal in this idea. I want to share this amazing officer of Nasan. Um okay. My Sir Shim Benalaza Shabom Migdal Eder. Shim Benalaza came Migdal Eder, me base rabble. By Rochev al Khamor. It was on a Khamor by a Mithail al Swasayam, and it was Traversing on the Svasayam. Ra, I don't know if it was a canarid of the or if it was the Yamagadol, the Mediterranean, Ra the Mechachai Machorbiosi. So a very, very ugly person. Amale Reka. So he said, it's hard to believe this, but our our uh right, it's a reason to believe in the Masara because we weren't scared of bring down negative things. Reka Kamachurata. Right? How ugly are you? Shemakobana Yircha. Perhaps all the people in your town are, are disgusting like you, ugly like you. So the response of the ugly man was, like call him the elephant man. Right? Let's call this the elephant man. Sorry. The response of the elephant man is, Go to the craftsman who created me, obviously he's God. The Emerlo and say to him, Whoa. So basically, he hit Rabbi Shem ben Elazar between the eyeballs. Came each other, Shimon ben Shechata. So Shimon here, this, I mean, this is not the part of the story they're really focusing on, but it moves me very much to see his Midas Emes. Came each other, that means he was one of the Gedolei Ador, obviously Gedolei Tanoim, Shimon Elazar. I think it was Shimon's grandson, right? I, I assume Rabbi Shimon was the one who was together with Shimon 
Bar Yochai in the, in the Ma'ara, and this is his son. I think that's who it was, right? So he realized that was a good response. Yardim in a chamor, and he bowed down in front of him. He said, wow, I really, I, I did bad by you. Please forgive me. No. Until you go to the woman that made me, I'm serious. Go back to the Rebbe and tell him. He ran after him three miles, three million, which is about three kilometers. Right, the Anshayir went to greet Rabshim ben Elazar. He's running after the elephant man, and he's running after the elephant man to get Mechila, which is also moving. You didn't just let it go again, not the point we're bringing out, but it's very, very good to see that. Right, sometimes you see a Hasha person make a mistake, and we talk Rovis Hashivas, he kind of can't admit he made a mistake. And here, Rabshim ben Elazar was obviously of the highest the echelons, is running after this person to get Mechila. So he says, and now the Surah Shimon gets to the town, and the people were c- c- coming out to see Surah Shimon The Chavetz Chaim is in the town. Amr Lashem Lacha Rabbi. Amr Lahem, the elephant man says to them, Lemia Tem Karim Rabbi. Who are you calling Rabbi? Amr Lo, Lemisha Matai Lacha the person behind you, elephant man. Amr Lahem, Ah, if the Imza Rabbi, I'll hear Bukhamosom be Yisrael. If this is a Rabbi, there shouldn't be more Rabbis in Yisrael. Could you imagine? What are you saying? You want he did? I'm walking along and he sees me and he says this to me. Please have mechila, be mochalim. So the whole Anche here, the Anche here that came to Mechabed, Rosh Hashanah, caught wind of this whole story. I will be mochal, said the elephant man. But he shouldn't speak like this anymore. Famous statement, a person should be soft like a kana, soft like a reed, and not kasha, not hard like a eres, not hard like a levanon. Okay, fine. That's that's less... uh, But that was the point. A person has to be easygoing and not tough. So Tzadik says, Tzadik says, the Pashup shot in this mice is he was very, very ugly, physically ugly, right? You saw him, he would be a phys- physically ugly people. And Roshim ben was moved by his ugliness, and and this fellow hit him between the eyes and said, I'm ugly, go to the Roshim. So Tzadik Hakon Hagadol Me'echa from Lublin says, he assumes it's not like that. I didn't see Tzadik saying this. Roshim explains that Roshim ben wouldn't see something like that, right? He meant that he saw he spiritually a muck. Mamish, a disgusting person. Right? So listen to Rav for a second. A person has mamish a chesronus ad hashamayim. Tachlis. But his maisim might be more ritzuyim than you, the tzaddik. If he is misgabra a little bit. So I, I just want to make this clear what Ritzadik is saying. Ritzadik is saying, yeah, I see a person, he's a he's a ladies' man. Yeah? And he's doing improper, acting improperly with them. That's what we're talking about. And he's disgusting. And that's etc. But you know what? There's certain things he won't do. And X, Y thing he won't be misgabra. He, X, Y thing he won't do. That his that he does is unbelievable. 
That's what he's saying. Right? He goes, you know, you cannot like things, but you have to read, you have to let the Gdolay Doris speak to you and hear what they're saying. The Tzadik was definitely up there. I'll read it again. Right? He doesn't mean that he was, uh, you know, came five minutes late to shul. He's bad news, right? And he's not even saying in other areas, in his area. He's not even saying you don't know he's giving stuck a shvarts a wolf or something. But Tzadik's not saying he's in his areas, in his in his chesronas, right? Listen to this. She came, he'd be a Hashem Yisbarach. Me told us, Hashem put his into his nature this nature. She is a Chizkabolamaza. God gave him an unbelievable. I'm, I'm just giving an example which jumps out, right? God gave him unbelievable kas, or God gave him unbelievable tivus nashim, right? The people just they're, they're they're crazy, right? He has an unbelievable midas kas, and the Rebbeinu knew in the neshamas that this person has an unbelievable midas kas. And using uh, using mechta melio dikalishonus, it's beyond his it's beyond his nekudas abechira. Right? Everybody knows his nekudas abechira. For for one person, where he where his battlefield is, is for another person is too low, and for another piece of person is too high. So this person nekudas abechira is he's going to get angry. That's how Shem made him, right? But it could be where he's being misgaber. It's unbelievable, right? V'zewa tshuva lechel woman shesani. And that's what he's saying. Go to the woman that made me. He, in a certain way, is, it lights up the world more than a tzaddik. Yeah? Incredible. This is how Reb Tzaddik learns this incredible Maisa. Right? It's, it's touching on deep things about Bechira and the Shamas and things like that, which is a little bit beyond the scope of our of, of our uh, our understanding a little bit and, uh, and our Vad, but I do want you to hear that. Reb Shimon Elazar had an unbelievable Tzviyasayin. He was a Tana Eloki, Mamish, Shimon's grandson. He saw this person, according to Ritzadik, that was disgusting in his spiritual way. And the fellow says back to him, I am how I am. Perhaps that doesn't mean every Rush is like that, right? You could see a Russia theoretically and say, it says Yuchaliot, Ritzadik himself, who's just going, 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 going. But you don't know. You don't know. It could be that Hashem gave him this terribly, these terrible disyonas, gave him this terrible, what we would call a terrible teva, right? A very difficult pekula, very difficult personality, very difficult characteristics, very difficult ibis, very difficult chesronas. Uh, but he's he's being midmoded. Uh, he's fighting himself. So you see one person, let's just take it to Katz. I'll take it away from Tavis Dasha. You see two, two anger. One guy you hardly see any Hisaurus of Katz by him. You, you watch him and he's calm with everybody. So he's a tonic. Another guy is getting angry. Like, so he's a Russia, right? He's messed up in Katz. Now, here's the point. He is messed up in Katz, but it could be that his gabras that he's doing not to totally scream, right? To hold back in that, he's on a higher level in terms of his Milchemes Yetzer is stronger than that person. So you don't know. Now, I want to point out you're not going to go learn by that person. You don't say, I'll go to his yeshiva, right? I saw it. Oh, great. So I'll be this from Tzaddik. I saw a very angry person. I'll go to his yeshiva, right? Or I found a rub that's really angry. You know, I know that I have a rub. I know his time is not. I'll go to him. That's not the point, right? We have to we have to live in a world of, of milas and the gdom and the gdom. But, but here's the point. Really, the Tanya makes this point in other places also. You don't know. You just don't know what's really going on. And you don't know really. Here, here's the point. You don't know the 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 nisyonis that a person is going through and you don't know how much they're being miscabra on them 
how much mascara means to overwhelming, overcoming. You don't know how much they're overcoming. Look at who they are. They could be working. And I've seen this, by the way. I've seen very, very sharp people who miss the efforts that other people are making towards them because they naturally are so much a certain way they can't see that someone else isn't that way. And I happen to know that that person, or maybe it was with a Rebbe, with a student, whatever, but I know this guy is really trying. He's just a big chutzpah, right? Somebody have very big mouths. So, and he has no sense. So the Rebbe is naturally the nicest guy in the world who, who would never be chutzpah to anybody. So when he sees like a little bit of, not a little bit, when he sees a lot of chutzpah by this guy, he says, wow, he's, he's a, he's a chutzpah dicker guy. But the truth is this guy's chutzpah is 80 degrees and he's pulling back to making it 70 degrees. That, that 10 degrees is unbelievable. It's like lights up all the alumnus. You just don't know. So one guy you like and one guy you don't like, but you don't know. Okay. So that's a tremendous machshab of Dan and Likav's fuss, right? And he is disgusting. That's the point that, let the Chazal speak to you. He was mechur b'yoser. That means, according to Tzad, he was spiritually disgusting. But you don't know what he. You, you don't know. You don't know what he's accomplishing. You don't know where he's fighting about. Now, it seems in in this story, this fellow knew. So he says lechalom shasani. But you don't know when you're running into a lechalom shasani, right? And he might be doing the exact tikkun that Hashem wants for him. Okay, that just rounds that out. Now. We get to another part of the sugya. Ready? Building up the good we see in others. I'm so excited to speak about this, friends. Building up the good we see in others. It could be because we're surrounded, right? We're speaking to the B'nai and B'nos Torah that listen to this. I know myself, Mark Hashem, I'm in yeshivas uh, for 35 years, surrounded by outstanding students and outstanding rabbim, outstanding administrators, that we're just so used to the standards that we see right, that we don't appreciate them. Just like, think about that. Just like we've all heard that idea about, well, we don't appreciate the good things in our life because everybody has it, right? We don't appreciate having running water, air conditioning, uh, all the information we need at our fingertips, the ability to reach out for free, to call our relatives for free, send things, uh, send our Torah out, right? The more you get used to things, you don't appreciate it. And that's true. And that's why a person has to work against that to, to, to appreciate everything you have. You don't have to have good hearing. You don't have to have, you don't have to be able to read. I just read a, a book. It said, if you're making $40,000 a year, yeah, you're in the top 1% percentile in the world. You hear that? Top one, you're from the richest people in the world. You're not as rich as Jeff Bezos, but you're extremely rich. If you can listen to this, you know, how much all this, but I don't want to go into that now. It's all she was on its own, right? But we have to work on that. So too with people, we're so maybe we're so used to seeing the good in people that we don't appreciate what we see. Okay, now let's go back to the example we did. When I said, So if you're like me, my reaction to that comment would be, whoa, a nasal voice. I hope he doesn't die in the same minute as me every day. A nasal voice. Hmm. But someone who hears deeper hears, you know what? There's emotion in his voice. There was obviously Sroll when he's seeing the Birchus Kohanim. Hmm. So we have to pull out, tease out the good mysim 
and I'm mamish talking to myself now because I get I get annoyed a lot, you know. <laughs> so I don't show it, you know. But you know, you can see someone is a little this, a little nasal, a little that, a little annoying, and you see the annoyance, but you don't see the beautiful things they do. Rabbi Shlomo Freifeld, the famous uh, Mashkiach, no, excuse me, the Rashiva of Sharyashiv, Talmud of Futner. We just lost another one of the great lights of the generation of Funders, other town, Rabbi Shach, the Rashiva of Chaim Berlin. I actually sent an email today to Cyril Besser saying that he doesn't know who I am from Adam. I use my title, maybe we'll get it, maybe we'll read it. But uh, I said he should write a book around Funder because it's Talmud and Rabbi Funder was one of the most special people, Gedolim. I think it would be probably one of the most fascinating and inspiring Gedolim books ever if it was written the right way because Funder was really something extraordinary. See, his students, the I always, I'm always writing to another Talmud, but I personally feel connected with my Rebbe Rablachman. I learned about Rebbe for four years, and apparently Rebbe liked him very much. But um, anyway, but so Shlomo Feifeld, when he would see, listen to this, when he would see a woman with, with young children, he used to say, she by me is like the highest madrega. What do you mean you see a woman take care of children? No, but a mother? A mother taking care of kids, waking up at night with them, and, and dealing with their stuff, and changing their diapers, and the amount of chesed that goes on? But we don't see it. I'm, I'm myself. You see a Rebbe in the yeshiva. What do you think? Right? No, there are a lot of Rebbe's in yeshiva. I drive a nicer car than him. This is a person who's amazing. You know what a Rebbe in yeshiva is? These guys, most of them are very bright. They could be making a lot of money. But you see you see a rich person in, uh, in Milwaukee or Lakewood. You know how much money they're paying? You know how much money they're putting out for tuition? You know what the Stam Yidim are doing? It's unbelievable how hard Yidim work. How much of their money? A kid's making two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars in America. He's 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 just making it because of all the tuition. I remember I heard fifteen years ago someone said he needs two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get by. I don't know that fits with the forty thousand dollars we said at the beginning because that's for the guy, right? It's unbelievable where we live. It's unbelievable who we're around, but we don't see it, right? Because we don't we don't pull out the mice and Tobin that we see. You see a guttle. You see someone extraordinary. You see Tzvi Meyer. You see uh, Yaakov Friedman. You see uh, Shlomo Miller. Oh, that's a that's someone to look at. It's true. Of course, of course, on a pedestal. Pedestal Gedolim. That we have Gedolim still in our generations. that have to be on a pedestal. But every year should be on a pedestal. Every every every. Let's just start with that. Let's not, every from year should be on a pedestal, right? Every year, every every person who's who's basically goes to shul. He wakes up early in chakras. He has a day off. What does he do? He's, he's in shul. What are you doing in shul? Sleep late. Right? No. We're, we're, it's unbelievable. We're, it's unbelievable, Kalisra. Yeah? You go you go, you go. to a bunch of Balabatim, getting up early, people getting up six in the morning for learning and davening. You should walk into a shul like that and, and be blown away. So maybe they're not learning on the highest level. Maybe they need art school in English. These are people that, that are working hard and they're getting up early. And it could be you're one of them. But that, unbelievable. These people are unbelievable, right? When you go to yeshiva, mamish not shaykh. Okay. Now, we spoke before mostly about realizing that if we would strip away all the negative, the guk, the Nazis, so then this person would be different. This is a totally different point. That that point stands very, very strongly. And Rav Seymour makes a big deal about that, right? But I want to, I'm bringing out something else. That That's a level of, of machshav. That's even about the bad things. And for sure about the, you're right. That's, that's, that's one level of the yid. You know, this persona he himself is on fire it's just covered up but he's on fire now i'm saying something else i'm saying like there are mice tovim that that people are doing which are just off the charts right so it's about appreciating the nice things the mitzvah things we see people doing 
And it's too back to our example, not getting stuck in the tuffle things, the nasal voice, a little bit of annoyance, you dive in too fast. I, I'm telling you this, I find myself all the time. You know, I can go somewhere, a guy dive in very nice if it was too fast or it's too slow, right? But I see he's diving nice, but I I I pick the I pick the negative, you know. Why do you dive in so slow? Why do you dive in so fast? Why do you dive in so loud? Why do you, what, you know, there's a guy who says very kind of by me, screams, you know. It annoys me. You know, then he reads into, and then he's about car also very but I know this guy he has a he has a uh he has an autistic kid and he's coming from Benabrak every morning, diving at the same time I who's five minutes away. This guy's exotic. And he says uh, and he says he says he says uh kind of a call wrong. So you don't like it's too loud for you? Why, why is that what you're picking out all the time? I'm talking to myself. Why? Why? Why is that the point? Why? Why not see the nice part of it? Okay, I'm not. I'm a human being. I don't take myself to task for the fact that certain vo vocals I like or don't like. That's that's tamvareh. That's that's not bad. But why is that what you see? You hear both say? Why is that what we're picking up? Why is that what we're looking for? Why is that what interests us? Why is that what the talk is? Why is that what leaves an impression on us? Be annoyed. It's too loud for me. Okay, good. So move away a little bit. But look at the beautiful thing. There's a guy in Shul next to me that was very, very loud. Now, also with, with the Hasidish Abara. He's not a Hasidish. Okay. So on the one hand, it's like, well, but and also because, you know, because my analysis, because I'm getting bothered, being around my brain, I'm always looking for like, where, where's, the, where's, the, where's, the, where's the negative side of it? And we're, Where's the side that I can talk about it and about it and show why it's not the way it's supposed to be? You know, okay, he's doing this, but not doing that. That's okay. You have to, you have to understand. You have to be a discerning person. Obviously, is this a mahalak that you wouldn't take? But that, that's true. You can be discerning about is this the vodas Hashem that you would do or not, or or teach other people to do. A person has to think about that. But to see the beauty in what someone's doing, to see the, we're not talking about someone's mamish or that's doing crazy negative things, but so many you see a breastlover, they're doing there's a lot of beautiful things in there, and they're in there, you know, there's so many beautiful things in there that you have to be moved by that. Okay, we're misspelled from things. We spoke about misspelled before, we misspelled from things, we spoke from a phenomenal athlete, an off the charts musician, somebody extremely wealthy. We have to start appreciating the people around us, right? I mentioned before, like, I think about myself sometimes. And I do think, it, thank God, you know, because I do work on myself a little bit. So I say, like, how lucky I am to be in the yeshiva, you know, the types of people I deal with, the types of rebellion I deal with, you know, princes. But here's the point. I could not see it like that, right? And sometimes I want something from a rabbi. I am an administrator. And I could see a negative or what, and not this one's not this one. Okay, that's part of my job also, to figure out how to make people better. But to realize... These people are dedicated to Tvar Hashem, Bali Musar, Bali Midas. Incredible, right? Your own families, your children, your in-laws, your 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 sons-in-law, your wives, your husbands. How do we see them? Do we see like whoa, such beautiful things? We're so negative. We pick up on so much negativity. And here's the point: there is so much good to see. And I don't mean just to see. I don't just mean. The good when you're on a Tzimaya level, seeing the Shama bursting through. I'm talking about the Meissen. I'm talking about getting, getting up five in the morning. I'm talking about women doing carpool the whole day. I'm talking about people who aren't saving money because they're putting all their money into tuition because Jewish tuition is so much. I'm talking about people who can have very, very fancy vacations. I'm, I'm people talking about people giving enormous amounts of stuff. You know, Gvirim get a lot of hard, Gvirim get a hard time. Do you know how much stuff Gvirim give? People giving half their assets. Incredible, you know. Okay, I mean, we all say that if I made 300 million, I would only, you know, there are people, and those are my, so 
I say the other side of the mindset. The guy made $320 million. He gave $160 million away. So it's easy for me to say, oh, I would give it all away. Believe me, once you have the money, it's not so easy to give it away. They're giving away left and right. Mamish, check after check after check after check after check. Now, but it's everything. But you can always see the now downside. So you have to be a discerning individual. I'm not saying not to be discerned. Discerning. A person that say this, that, you know, you know, would, would you put your name on the building? Okay. But to see the good, to see the Yofi, to see the to the Shankite and call you Because it's not, and that's what you see for sure. It's not just about seeing the perfect Mysim, about the Gedolim. For sure, that's not the Kavana. I'm only supposed to see Gedolim. Gedolim, I should see, you know, people who are of perfection, I see as, as excellent. It's, 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 it's not right, right? So here's the point, friends, getting to the end of the Vod. It's about rewiring. You have to rewire yourself. You know, rewire means you have to rewire yourself. It's because I think it's so strong by us not to see positivity in a certain way. Even I don't consider myself a negative. I'm not a negative person. But I know to get to as much as I have shaykhistness, I have to work a lot. I know I have to work a lot more. It's like turning over your head. And and yes, there's room for being discerning, but it is to try to pick up all the time. Uh, Talmud comes to speak to you. You know, uh, a person comes to speak to you. They're, they're unbelievable to have that sense. These are unbelievable people. These are amazing people. Not, not in a, not in a, in a false way. To really think about it, you know, students today. I think teenagers today. I've said this many times. I'm talking about the teenagers who are struggling, not the ones who just look like the perfect yeshiva bachur, the perfect base yaga girl. I think a lot of kids, they're mamish heroes because the the tides are so strong today. And that a girl is going to be a, look a little more modern, let's say, but she's sneistic. It's unbelievable, you know, that a boy who's dealing with everything, you know, <laughs> I'll say directly, you know, a kid comes back from yeshiva and his mother says he's waking up late for chakras. This kid is a, he's a hero. Do you know what boys his age are doing? You know, I was his age. You know, you know, you know, boys his age are busy with what they're thinking about with girls and sports. You have a kid who's, who's cool. Okay, he wakes up 10 o'clock. I'll advise you to wake up. It's not the best thing that you should and wake up later or be in his morning. But, but you're not seeing, you're not seeing the whole person. And you're nifus to this, you're nifus to this thing. People with their wives, people with their husbands, you know. A husband does so much for a wife. He's making parnasa and he's giving it surah to the house. But she sees what he doesn't do. Husbands with wives, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she, yeah, but, you know, she did a thousand things for you, Arab Shabbos, but but the but this, the the chal is a little not cooked well. <laughs> you have to you have to see the good. You have to see the good. And it's rewiring. Okay, I want to get that point in. It's rewiring, and it's you have to make you have to honestly see the good. Keep looking and look. When we look for the good in the Jewish people, it's it's going to be there. I'm not even getting to chiloniyim. I'm talking about let's just talk about from people around us. They're, the 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 tzibur that we live in, the from tzibur, is incredible, incredible. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in the world. But if you're looking at the negative, you're gonna you're gonna find it. When you when you look for the positive, all the positive things people are doing in their lifestyle, you have to think about it. How are other people living? How are these people living? How are other people spending money? What are these people doing with their money? How could they do it? How could they? Do it? Okay, but oh, but they're not shalit. That that's clapping yourself. Look for shalit. Clapping other people, you have to keep building them up. Okay, so like, Now, what happens when you rewire? Okay, one more thought, and then we'll give the kabbalah. You can be inspired as opposed to going to shul and thinking, you know, I'm with a bunch of, you know, if I was diving with the chvase, I was diving with, with Tzvi Meyer, if I was diving with, uh, with, with Sadiqim, it would be inspiring. You know, I'm diving, diving with a bunch of guys in uh, Ramana Shkol, I'm diving with a bunch of people in Toronto. You know, this is not, ex- this is not inspiring. You can be, I'm not, I'm not saying someone goes to shul, everybody's talking, we're not talking about that, but we're, we're but, but, but a normal good shul, people coming on time, it can be inspiring to you. 
when you're sitting around with people, you can be inspired. Imagine that. It's 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 our choice. I, it's hard, even as I'm saying, like the, the Yetzer pulls, like Rabbi Sigmar says, the Yetzer of Kayolo pulls us away from even letting it think this. Come on. It's not really like that. It is like that. You can be inspired, not just by Gedolim. You can be inspired, and, and not just by stories of who did people did ram, marathons with one leg. You can be inspired by the people around you. If you look to them, this fellow, he's a simple yet, he's still coming to shul. He's trying to say the words, not saying the words correctly, but look, he's pushing to try to say this. And this one, I know he has ADD, but he's he's he, but he's trying to have kavana. And look at look at what a type of family he's raising. Look what the look what what how much work she's putting into her kids. There's a big world of milas. And if we can rewire ourselves to see it more positively, to Don Lekav's chos, to see more positively, then as opposed to seeing a world which is chatsi chatsi, we can mamish be inspired by by the Jews around us, by the simple Jews around us, by certainly by the Talmud Chachamim Koshikain, by the Lomdim around us, by the Mispalim around us, by the Bali Chesed around us. How many how many gemachim there are in Klai Yisrael? Incredible. But the, are you moved by it? Does it move you? Does it touch? Do you feel your besoch am kadosh nochi shacheves? It's, it's something we have to develop. Okay, so listen, it's two before Rosh Hashanah. We got to get ambitious. Okay, so I have an ambitious goal. You ready? All right, you ready? Here's my ambitious goal. Try to see 10 nice things a day. 10. Ain't very drive here. I'm going to find, and you can go to the end of the day and you can mark it off. If you wanted to write it down, write it down. Find 10 nice things. Look at someone and say, don't make it up. Don't, I, I'm, again, I'm not saying Tzvi Meyer. Look at the kid off the derrick and think maybe he, we're not, there's not Lech Lom and Shasani. This is, Tistakel ala davar tov shal Yehudi azelset. Okay, that's not lech lomer. That's we're not saying go to uman. It's not lech lomer. It's this. Wow, this guy he's diving out loud, or this guy or she's doing this. Ten things a day. You're saying why not a hundred? You're right. We should say hundred. But I'm giving cool to the tzibur. Ten. We'll start with ten, and and so and try to be misspoiled by some of them, to be moved by some of them. Okay, it's two motions. One is just to notice, hey, that is a nice thing. That is that is a positive thing. Don't don't go to 10 people came in time to die and say 10 people came in time to die. That's the point. 10 different things, right? I'm going to find 10 different things that are notable that people did that that are nice. Wow. 10 good things people did a day, right? And try to be moved by a few of them. Whoa. Special. Masha. Yeah? If we live like this, Mashiach is going to come. Okay? I got to go. Slacharabah.